Welcome to Planet Geo, the podcast where we talk about our amazing planet, how it works, and why it matters to you. Today, we are really happy to host Dr. Jackie Faraday, who has been a guest on this show before and is a senior scientist and senior education manager at the American Museum of Natural History in New York City. Today, we talk a bit about Manhattan Henge, which you may or may not have heard of, but is just a really interesting phenomenon and is a really cool way to understand how Earth rotates. Before we start, we want you to do one thing for us. Go give Planet Geo a rating and a review on your podcast app. Those reviews matter a lot, and we'd really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are at Planet Geocast. That's at Planet Geocast with a C. All right, let's get to Dr. Faraday. Okay, so is it, wait, is it Manhattan Hedge or Henge? Henge, a play on the word henge. Stonehenge. Yeah, Jesse, okay. what are you doing? Like, of course it's Henge, not Henge. <laughs> What are you, what are you thinking? Beat <laughs> into it, you know? <laughs> you know, oh, my gosh. I think that's wow. a, that's an honest question, and I don't deserve the no, it crap is... I'm getting for this right now. Okay. <laughs> you didn't so, get the play on the words, did you? Okay, that's so your problem. I did get it, but I was just confirming <laughs> that I got it, that it was actually a play on words and not – I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here. So, okay, Dr. Faraday, Manhattan Henge, what's up with this? It's a really cool sunset moment, frankly. It's a so, th but this is also this is like some you you started a kind of a social media sort of campaign about this thing too, right? Like, are, so can you kind of give us the describe what it is and and what people like about it? I suppose. Yeah, and I I definitely cannot take credit for Manhattan Hinge. The person that started it is Neil deGrasse Tyson who is the director of the Hayden Planetarium, and he started spreading the word about it in early 2000s okay and i joined the american museum of natural history as a volunteer as a kid right out of college and when i did in the like 2000s era i he was emailing the department about it and no one was really paying any attention but i would go out every year on these days of the year where the sun sets perfectly aligned with the grid of New York City. So perfectly aligned with all of these gorgeous buildings. And when the sun is low in the sky, you get gorgeous sunset. So the sun is like if you're looking between skyscrapers and Manhattan, the sun is setting straight down between them. Is that what's going on? No, that's actually a misnomer that a lot of people ask. So I'm glad that you said that because sometimes I say it and I realize that it does sound that way. It comes at an angle because New York City is not the equator. And this is not the equinox. If that were the case, it would come straight down in a vertical ascent. Okay. But instead, what you get is the sun comes at an angle from the, from the south as it's setting north, and it crosses where the grid of Manhattan is. And so right before the sun kisses the grid of the city, it starts to peak between the buildings and you only catch it between your buildings right before it sets. And so you'll, so it's, it's not like you're watching the sun all day striking the middle of the building. 
it's a surprise moment. You're in the middle of the streets. You're waiting. You're waiting. You're waiting. You're seeing the valley of the city of New York start to brighten in different gorgeous colors. And then about 10 to 12, maybe 15 minutes before the uh, the sun is supposed to go below the horizon, you start to see its light start shining at you as it emerges from the south going towards the north. And then at the moment of sunset, it's right between your buildings. The bottom of it is kissing the grid. And then I do another calculation where the middle of the sun kisses the grid and then it keeps moving north and sets. And you mean by grid, you mean the horizon. It's hitting the street. The the, the bottom is at the street level. Is that what you mean by grid? No, I mean, actually, the New York City, Manhattan is a gridded city with north-south avenues and 90-degree angle cross streets. So you have a, a literal grid of a city. There's lots of gridded cities in the world. It's kind of more of a modern thing, I think, uh, though. Maybe the Romans did it, huh? Sure. Yeah. More recent cities are often gridded. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Gridded cities, it was an efficient way to to proceed in developing a city. In the 1800s, when they made this decision to grid the city of New York, they didn't have to. They had all of these kind of squares and these circles, and they could have just followed that. And Broadway is this old um, Native American trail that skates the whole of the city and they actually kept that but they decided that 90 degree angles between these the long avenues and the cross streets was the way to do the city and as soon as they did that they created a bullseye for the sun to hit because they're east west cross streets with a long view towards new jersey which has a relatively low skyline and so you have a fairly flat sky horizon to aim for so when I say it kisses the grid, it just kisses the middle of this beautiful city of Manhattan in between the buildings. And it does so over New Jersey. When does this happen? There are two dates and it's symmetrical because it happens on either side of the summer solstice. So it happens uh, May 29th. Or around there, there's usually just a plus or minus one day. And then July 13th, again, plus or minus one day. And I should say, Neil is the one that coined the term. He's the one that got people initially excited. But I took over doing the calculations for when it was going to happen uh, several many years ago. I don't remember what year I started doing it. But then I started doing it. I started running a public program. And now it's a super holiday for people to come visit New York. Do you see a lot of people out on the street? I have two questions. Do you see a lot of people out on the streets and, and watching this? Is this? Or is there like a viewing events where you can go to and, and you can watch this happen? It's crazy how popular is it? it is. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Insane. So cool. The cops get involved. What you see is this oh, like man. phenomenon of people. You have to be in the middle of the street to see it. So that adds to the joy and the fun where some people really know what's up and it's a photographer's holiday. So photographers really know what's up and they'll be like well set up in a couple of key locations. And I've given away my favorites so much in various media interviews that they're just now absolutely (laughs) mobbed. I mean, thousands of people will be there. Cameras will be set up two hours before. And frankly, my favorite spot, which I do tell everybody about is illegal. Uh, But now it 
the cops try and break it up and then everybody comes back. It's a whole charades thing. And then <laughs> you're perched That's above great. Grand Central, which is my favorite spot. And so perched above, but you're kind of, you're basically in the street sort of, it's just where the cabs are allowed to go. Cameras are all set up there. And then so many people show up that they block the entire path for the cab. So the cabs can't go by. You look down and there's people just getting ready to, to, to line the street at the moment of sunset traffic stops Buses stops, cabs stop, and there's people oh, that know awesome. what's going on and people that don't. Oh, that's so cool. That's so they awesome. talk so, to each other. So let, let's go back to basics because this is like an amazing way to teach, you know, something about the orbital dynamics of Earth. Like, why does this happen? Can you give us that in 30 seconds? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, so the thing I try and get people to understand when they think about this is that the sun sets in a different position every day. It's actually six months in one direction, and then it's six months repeating itself just backwards. And that is because it all comes down to one thing, and that is that the Earth is tilted by 23 and a half degrees relative to the plane of the sun, of how the sun is rotating. So we don't rotate at the same angle that the sun rotates, basically. And so we lean away from the sun sometimes, and then we lean towards it as we're going around. <clears throat> so that means that there's sometimes when the sun is going to set very far north of east, rise north of east, and <laughs> yeah. set. I had to think about that. Sets yeah. west. <laughs> it'll set. It will set north of west, or it'll set east, uh, south of west. And that just depends on the time of year that you're in. And it's because we are tilted by 23 and a half degrees. So the sun will not set in the same position every day. It'll set in a different spot, north or south of due east or west, if you're looking at sunrise or sunset. Because the other thing is that there is a reverse Manhattan Henge where you can catch the sun rise on the grid of the city. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes. And I've just been telling people those dates. That's a Is that a big less, deal too? It's less popular in part because it's winter, so it's cold and no one wants to get up early. And yeah. you have to look towards the east, which means you're looking towards the boroughs to the east, which is Queens, the Bronx, Brooklyn, and they have a lot more topography. There's a lot of tall buildings, there's big landscape, there's geology, you know, you guys the stuff you guys do there's like yeah, there's things. geology in the way of your astronomy so it's the same reason we have seasons right and and people kind of intuitively make that makes sense to people but i i think highlighting the fact that the sun is actually setting in a very different spot every night is important and mm -hmm. that's interesting that's cool yeah other... and what i was gonna say the other thing on this is that uh, it is just like the seasons it's the same concept of why we have seasons and it is symmetric on either side of the summer solstice, which is why it's May 29th and July 13th. By the summer solstice, there's something that I call the Manhattan Henge effect. So by the calculation of the date, May 29th is the first date that the sun sets so far north that it crosses the projecting grid of New York City across the sky, 93 million miles towards the sun, so that the sun will cross the coordinate grid of Manhattan. And then every night, every night between May 29th and July 13th, the sun is between the buildings before it sets. It's just a little higher, a little higher, a little higher 
until the summer solstice, where it reaches the highest that it can be when it crosses your buildings. And then it's lower, lower, lower. And July 13th is what I call the goodbye to the grid sunset moment. Because at that point, it's the last time that the sun will set so far north that it gets to the point where it'll cross into the grid. And then after that, it's like you're you're towards the winter month, towards you're heading towards fall and then winter. And then you come back around towards the spring and it arrives again at the location of the grid of Manhattan. So that wow, is so cool. Very cool. Very cool. So people can oh, follow science this. Science is so they, cool, Jesse. So it, cool, it right? Is. It's so cool. <laughs> and so people can find, well, we've talked about these dates, but people can find this information on your Twitter. And, and so uh, I usually list the dates more? on my, my website. I have a Manhattan Henge page. And then you can always follow me on <clears throat> Twitter and I tweet about it. And the other thing that I, I've done this lesson with school kids where I teach them how to calculate their own henges. Because Manhattan henge is popular because everybody loves Manhattan. Well, you guys might not. I love Manhattan. A lot of people in the world love Manhattan. You you people from New York love Manhattan. (laughs) It's not just you people from New York. A lot of people across the world love Manhattan. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. (laughs) The point being, Chicago has a henge for you Midwesterners. Hey, there we go. I'm interested in that. That sounds fun. And Chicago Henge is actually around the equinox. So it happens. Okay. Uh, you just missed it. It was it was right around the first day of fall and the autumnal equinox was September 21st. But aside from that, you don't need too much to calculate exactly where the sun will intersect something interesting for you. So the Manhattan is such a big city and there's so many interesting buildings but the whole point, like people used to do this. This is why Stonehenge mm-hmm. exists. Yeah, they built a structure to capture the sun on its sunrise moment mm-hmm. on a very important day, which was the summer solstice, because you want to know what the longest day of the year is. And you want a marker for that because you didn't have like, yeah, you didn't have GPS, mm-hmm. you didn't have calendars. We didn't have anything that was helping us keep track of time. It was figuring out the position of the sun. And this is our little clock in Manhattan, but you could calculate it. And so I have kids in Queens do this that aren't on the grid of Manhattan. I have kids in Brooklyn do it. I teach teachers how to bring this up with their kids and then teach a lesson on it because it's a really good earth science lesson. It is. Yeah, that is. That's a great earth science lesson. Okay. Well, thanks, Jackie. That's really useful. All right. That's a wrap for today's episode. Tune in next week for a full interview with Dr. Jackie Faraday. Follow us, like, subscribe, and please send any questions you have to uh, for either Chris or I or our guests to planetgeocast at gmail.com. That's planetgeocast at gmail.com. We love hearing the questions and interacting with you all. Peace.